Hey there, everybody. How you doing today? It's Pastor Chip again. I want to thank you for tuning in. Just sitting here looking at all the unrest in the world today. Well, I say not looking at all of it. I don't. I don't look at much of it, but I do. I do get bits and pieces of it. I don't have cable TV and don't turn it on and spend most of my day reading and studying. Today I've been sitting out on my porch and you know I've seen some things about uh, the uh, Black Lives Matter movement and somebody said that Statues of Jesus should be taken down, and and then uh, watched uh, Graham talking about Jesus was the epitome of equality. He judged no one. So I'm just sitting here thinking. Wondering what I'm going to talk about, and and I look out in my yard. I got bird feeders out here everywhere, bird boxes. And I throw corn out for the deer, and I'm watching. I see these little uh, yellow finches. Oh, they're so beautiful. They got they're yellow and they got black wings, bright yellow. It's beautiful little birds. And little nut hatches that are gray. Then you got loud squawking blue jays that come around. And the little finches, they're so cute. They're little and loud. Remind me of me. And then we got cardinals. I see an occasional cardinal pop in. You know, that's the state bird of North Carolina, in case you didn't know. And then we got doves. I have lots of doves. Uh, up here we have the morning doves. Don't see any of the ringneck variety around here. I used to see them a lot down in the flatlands. But you can hear those little birds chirping. They're going to town. And of course I got the hummingbirds. They flitter around here and fight sometimes. Then there's the squirrels. I've got a typical gray squirrel and the fox squirrel and the little chipmunks who are kind of like a, a squirrel in my opinion. I, I guess they're in the squirrel family. but And you know, all these guys are out here eating on the feeders together and running around together. I ain't seen one of them yet spray paint anything on none of my walls or my buildings saying that finches' lives matter or gray squirrels' lives matter. They're all just getting along and doing their business and surviving. Occasionally I'll see a 
uh, red-tailed hawk swoop in and try and take somebody out. He's successful every now and then, but that's life, isn't it? That's the cycle of life. And I tell people, that's our problem today. That's the problem in a nutshell with the world. We have graduated to such a point that we don't have to worry about survival anymore. There's no raiding bands of uh, marauders coming through our villages. There's no... uh, you know, Mongols and different things. and There's no uh, dinosaurs. You walk outside your house, you don't have to worry about if a dinosaur is going to swoop down and snatch you up and snack on you. But we put uh, warning labels on everything and, you know... Don't swallow this, or don't look down the barrel of a gun. Well, you know what? If you're stupid enough to look down the barrel of a gun and pull the trigger, it ought to be self-critiquing. If you're stupid enough to drink a bottle of poison, well, maybe you ought to get a bellyache. Our world is just so jacked up with... Blame. We lay blame on everybody. That's what it is. We lay blame on the industries for making guns. We lay blame on, you know, I cut my finger off of my lawnmower because there wasn't a warning label not to stick my hand up under it when it was running. Uh, Duh. You know, you don't hit yourself in the face with a hammer. Why Why would you think somebody needs a warning label on a lawnmower? Our world is just full of... You see, that's the problem. Natural selection is not allowed to run its course. You know, so we've got people running around out here, standing in front of cars, throwing bricks and beating people. And you probably don't want to hear me say it, but they're just not getting their butt whooped. That's all it is to it. But then they turn around and they want to blame it on Jesus. Say we need to take down statues of Jesus. No, actually what we probably need to do is we need more statues of Jesus. We need more Ten Commandments up. Maybe if there was a Ten Commandments on every stop sign, when you pulled up and you saw the stop sign and you read the Ten Commandments, maybe you would get it ingrained in your brain. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. You know, there's only ten of them. You got ten toes and ten fingers. It's just ten things to keep up with, right? Maybe if you ingrain these things in your brain, we would be less likely to commit crime and stuff. And you know, the thing about it is, you say, they say that, they're trying to say that Jesus is racist, but 
If you know anything about the area at all, anything at all, you know, it's the Middle East. Look at the people that live there. Look at the people that have lived there. It's a culture of, it has been historically, a culture of warfare, slavery, you know, people sold in and out of slavery, all different races. It's a melting pot of the Middle East. Um, you know, it's just... It's amazing the things that people that people stretch to, to say. And like Graham Allen said, you know, the people that are screaming that Jesus is a racist, they're the ones that need him the most. You know, Jesus came to the least of these. He came to the people who were downtrodden, poor, and oppressed. The slaves. You know, he came to all of us. You know, and I was reading today in Acts, and something jumped out at me. It says, good news for the Gentiles. Well, what are the Gentiles? You know, if you want to say, if you want to put it in today's contextual uh, analysis, you say... Okay, everybody's got white privilege, so Jesus came to the people who were unprivileged. Or if he came to the people who were, had the color privilege, he came to the people who were uncolor privileged. He came, to, he came to all people. He came to everybody who had no privilege. The Gentiles were the people who were not... The Jews. You probably didn't want to hear that, I guess, that the, Jesus came to everybody except the Jews. And he came to... It's good because the Jews at first were keeping it to themselves. And then he came to everybody. He took it to the streets. He took it to everybody. He took it to anybody. There was no class barrier, social barrier, distinction barrier. He took it to all of them. Came to the tax collector. He came to the poor. He came to the rich. He came to the white. He came to the black. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. Oh boy, I tell you what, what class, what situation are you in? Living or the dead? He doesn't say to be the judge of the white and the black, or the brown and the yellow, or the red and the blue. That's the blue man group, by the way. He says the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him. You see that? All the prophets. All, that's inclusive of everything. If any of you went to school, didn't say the black prophets testify about him or the brown prophets or the yellow or the blue man group. He said all prophets testify about him that through his name, everyone, everyone, 
Red and yellow, black and white. All are precious in His sight. Everyone who believes in Him receives forgiveness of sins. That's all you got to do, believe. You don't have to pay repatriations. You don't have to wash people's feet as a sign of your privilege. You don't have to spray paint and graffiti or whatever. You just have to believe. And it says, While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came down on all those who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on even the Gentiles. The Gentiles. The non-Jews. You know, they thought it was just for them, but then Jesus or God clarified that it was for everybody. For they heard them speaking in other tongues and declaring the greatness of God. You see, speaking in other tongues doesn't mean speaking in or what do you call it, indiscernible languages. It means they spoke in the tongues of the people that were gathered around, the people from different continents. They they understood the language that, that, that they were prophesying, evangelizing in. The Holy Spirit came to all. I don't know. I think it's pretty bad what's going on out there right now. The Bible says, Woe to those who mislead the children. There's, more, there's a special place in hell for those who mislead. They have the responsibility to teach and preach and know right from wrong and they mislead people. So I say that is applicable to the politicians that are also misleading through deceit and treachery and greed and are turning brother against brother and you know family against family and neighbor against neighbor. I think it's sad what our world is going to, but but you know People say pray, and that's right. We need to pray. Uh, don't don't knock that. We we should be praying all the time. But if you read the Bible, things are just going to get worse and worse. Eventually, we're going to be in the end times. Only one person knows when that is, and he's not letting the secret out. So, since you don't know what to pack and when to pack, you should just be ready for whenever it happens. Just be ready to walk out and jump into the, to the coming of Christ, right? Hopefully, we'll all ride that rapture out of here. But until then, you know, I think it's probably a pretty good argument for those of us who want to challenge people 
that Jesus came for everybody. Not any one particular person, everybody. All we have to do is believe. It doesn't say believe, i.e. footnotes for the black, or i.e. footnotes for the brown, or the the Asian, or, you know, the Indian, or whatever. It just says believe in His only begotten Son. That's all there is to it. Jesus, by the way, and God, in case y'all didn't know it, He's colorblind. Doesn't see color. He just sees the heart. And this is Pastor Chip Ritchie. I thank you for tuning in and listening to my rambling. And tonight, before you go to bed, I encourage you to stand in front of the mirror and look at your heart and see what you see. See if you're colorblind. God bless.